There's something about God's Word that not only reminds us of our hope, but it actually gives us hope. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. And now, your hosts, Bill Elif and Kyle Reno. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast. I'm Bill Elif, and this is Kyle Reno, and we are thrilled to be your uh, guides along this journey as we seek, really, the whole point of this podcast, uh, Kyle, is to resource the church, is to help uh, people and pastors, I guess pastors are people too. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) uh, But just churches in general, uh, just have more and more resources and understanding right. about what it means to cry out to the Lord yeah. personally and uh, and the particular emphasis for revival and spiritual awakening yeah. in our nation. And to know how to pray, to put some... Know how to pray. Yeah, put some things into our hearts and into yeah. our lives, put some some ingredients in there to help yeah. bring that about. You know about that. I, and you got, you got to have right ingredients. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, uh, recently, my wife was gone, which is dangerous, yeah. and I... Uh, I wanted some no bake, you know the you know the kind of the oatmeal right, chocolate deal. They're just they're they're phenomenal, yeah. and they're going to be in heaven. Right. And but I need sugar free, and so I decided to make these. And I went on the internet and got this in this the ingredients. Right. And I was making them. I was I was zooming man, <laughs> and then I realized I didn't have one ingredient. It was something I can't remember that was white. <laughs> so I looked around in the pantry and I found some white stuff. Oh I can't remember. It's baking powder or something. Right. But it wow. had maybe some of the same words in it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so I just put it in there, man. And uh, they came. They they made up, you know. Sure. I dipped them out on the wax paper. And of course, you never wait till they harden. You just no, got to scoop it up. and. That. And I took one bite, and I almost oh. threw up from my heels. It was a. Na- I took the entire batch of cookies, yeah. as hard as this was, to yeah, my sure. soul, sure. and dumped them right in the There's trash. Good There's some, at least one batch. There was something missing, and you know, prayer. Uh, God gives us some ingredients yeah. that make prayer really good yeah, and right. effective in what it ought to be. Right. Yeah, I think you've done this. I have. You know, well, a lot of times we tell you what prayer's not. You know, and that, and that prayer is not a, a, a formula per se. You know, you try to keep it from being rigid or religious. The Pharisees, Sadducees did that. Jesus spoke to those things. It's not uh, form and polished and all those things. Uh, but that's not to say that there's not some key ingredients. You know, like I feel like even the lo- the longer I walk with the Lord and the more I lean in specifically into the vein of prayer and see what God says in Scripture, He doesn't want us to be lost in prayer. He wants us to understand that there are some things that make prayer prayer, that make it really what it is. And so I feel like the psalmist, God gave me this psalm years ago, and anytime I'm struggling with my prayer life, it seems like the Lord brings this back to me to help see my way into His presence. So Psalm 119, 147 says this. I want to break it down for us for a few seconds here, and then help. hopefully it'll help us move into our prayer lives even today. It says, I rise before dawn and cry for help. I hope in your words. I'll say it again. I rise before dawn and cry for help. 
I hope in your words. Now, I love that the psalmist knew that I'm going to get up before the sun gets up. Like the psalmist had made a strategic spiritual decision. I'm going to get up before the sun gets up so I can get to God. That wasn't a question. That was a statement. <laughs> that, was like, that was a decision that he made. I had this thought as I was just thinking about this passage of Scripture. And one of the most spiritual decisions that you can make today is when are you going to meet with God tomorrow? Say that again. One of the most spiritual decisions you can make today is when are you going to meet with God tomorrow? Like you already have that plan in place so that you will pray, so that you will meet with God. Life is busy and crazy, demanding, and there's this constant uh, struggle to find the schedule that's going to help bolster your soul the most. And listen to me, no one will make this decision for you. And only you can make this decision every day. Jesus made it, mind you. <laughs> Jesus made the decision to rise before dawn and meet with the Lord. And here's, here's my encouragement to you. I'm not saying that the Lord only meets with his sons and daughters before the sun gets up. I will say the scripture says and sure illustrates that he does a lot of times. But the Lord meets with someone that makes time to meet with him. That's for sure. That the Lord meets with sons and daughters that have set times so that you know when you're going to meet with God. Not Listen to me. You know when you're not going to mindlessly scroll through social media. You, you know what time is totally committed to God. I was thinking about this. Man, if somebody let me come to me today and said, listen, I can arrange a meeting with any person on planet Earth for you tomorrow morning. And let, let's say I'm a baseball guy. So let's say that they, I, I couldn't pick some spiritual leader or some great pastor, but I, I, I could pick any, any, any sports figure. Let's say I could pick Cal Ripken Jr., the Iron Man, the guy that played over 3,000 baseball games straight without ever taking a game off. And they said, well, hey, you can meet with Cal tomorrow morning, but you can only meet with him at 5 a.m. Now, let, let me tell you what would not be an option for me. One, oversleeping. They just, I mean, I like, it wouldn't happen. What, what I would do is undersleep because I'd wake up all throughout the night. It, it, snooze wouldn't be an issue come tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. It just wouldn't. I mean, because of pure pa and who I'm going to be with, who I'm going to get time with. I'm going to get to ask him about baseball. Cal Ripken Jr. played over 3,000 games straight, played multiple positions, a gold glove, you know, all, all American in every way. So I, I, I wouldn't miss that time. I wouldn't get distracted when I was with him. I just wouldn't. Like, I mean, I would be so locked in to him. And so I, I would just encourage us to think about our schedule spiritually. Man, there's no one that we need to meet with more than the God of the universe. There's no one that knows more about everything than the God of the universe. And I, if we would get a real perspective, it would awaken real passion in specific times. So that's the first part of that psalm. I rise before dawn and what? And I cry for help. Now, this whole podcast is called One Cry, where we're learning how to, we're hoping to learn how, how to cry out to God. Now, the truth is, we know that if you're a parent, you know this, there's bad cries and there's good cries. Every parent knows the difference, by the way. Anybody ever had your kid that has that bad cry? 
and I'm not talking about like a bad that's not noble, <laughs> that's that's not that's not fueled by good proper passions. Like they're crying out because they want something you know they don't need. That they want they want that's fleshly. I mean, every kid on planet you did it, I did it as well. That your flesh is promoting a cry. Now that's a bad cry. Let me tell you what God loves. Man, I just get choked up thinking about. It. God loves a good cry. God loves a good cry when when a son or daughter understands their need. Now, as a parent, you know a good cry too, right? When you're when your child needs your embrace. Man, that cry, you let a mom and daddy hear that anywhere on planet Earth. You know it on the other side of the house. You know when your kid's crying because, you know, the brother took a toy. That's one thing. You or he or they want their brother or sister's toy. <laughs> but you know that cry that I'm hurt and I need help. Like, you know, every parent knows that cry and you'll tear walls down to get to that child. That's a, that's a, that's a right cry. You know, that cry of, of a baby that's hungry. Yeah. You just, you, it's different, you know, they're, they're just being fussy. No, that baby's hungry. That, or that baby's cold. That, that, that baby needs embrace. I mean, let me tell you what I love about the Lord. He loves a good cry. And there's just something in the heart of the father that moves toward his kids. I'm going to tell you what I've learned walking with the Lord. Now for a while, learning how to pray. I, I start every morning with some of the same cries. I, some, some of that is starts with relational with a good morning Lord. You know, I learned that from John Stott and Bill Eliff sitting right over here. You know that, hey, Lord, I'm here. Good morning. Say, I, I know I need your presence today i i pray by god's grace and I, I think this is true every morning i cry out for god in some specific ways i cry out for the full armor of god like god i need you to protect me today i need i need you to protect my family today i prayed over my family every i cry out every morning before the lord for the for the fullness of the spirit for the for the work the fruit of the spirit come out of me because i'm i listen i got bad things in me I need something beyond me. I, I cry out for him and let him know I need him to watch over my family each day. Each day. Like I've learned how, listen to me, I'm learning how to cry in ways that that my spirit needs to align to my need every day. I love that it says this. This word has meant so much to me in recent seasons. It says he cries for help. Help. I, I, I don't... I don't know what, what the Lord is doing in me about this, but I, I love that the Lord loves to help people more and more. It just seems like the more I do ministry, the more I walk with God personally, uh, the more I appreciate that our God loves to help people, that our God loves to know that we know we need help. Listen, if, if you're drowning or choking, what will you do? You'll cry out for help. <laughs> like it is, there's I I doubt there's many people that just silently drowned, or even though you can't express it if you're choking, you gonna make some noise because you know I need I need help. Well, the truth is uh, we're walking into every day with the same need for help. What area of our lives do we not need God's help in? Imagine this: What if we asked Him for His help? in each area of our life. How how different could those areas be? Because when God helps, stuff happens. I mean, when God helps, stuff happens. 
And when God hears cries for help, I mean, obviously his will, what he sees and desires most, but there's something about the heart of the father that leans in when he goes, I know you need help there and I have it. Sometimes it's to strengthen you to get you through it. Sometimes it's to remove you from it. Sometimes it's to provide in it. God has all that, all that we need in the help that, that we're desperate for. So ask. So I love it. It says these things. Think of the progression. I rise before dawn. I cry for help. And then it lands somewhere. I hope in your words. I, I hope in your words. Let me tell you, spiritually, in, in area, you need somewhere to hang your hat. <laughs> I need somewhere to land where I'm not just moved by emotion or situation or what's happening in this, this time era of season of my life. And, and what the Lord has given us, and I think that that plays out a few different ways. I hope in your words that sometimes as I've cried for help, God speaks to that. He says, let me tell you what's really going I can't tell you how many times in my life where the Lord's given me revelation. Let me know what's, what's really going on. Well, I, recently, I feel like the Lord's just sort of turned the light on some area of my life. I was like, praise God. Now I know where I'm at. Now I know what's going on. Sometimes God speaks directly to the situation, but God consistently and always speaks through his word. Speaks through his word. That prayer is not one thing and God's word another thing. That they, they are best buddies. <laughs> they, they are, they are, they're hitched up. They're hitched up together. There's something about sometimes I'm crying for help and I'm holding on to a promise. Sometimes I'm crying out for help and God's showing me something in his word. God's, God, in, that, in that prayer, God's bringing about a passage. That I, God's hearing my voice and he's reminding me of a verse. That God's doing something in the midst of all that because there's something about God's word that not only reminds us of our hope, but it actually gives us hope. That reminds us ultimately, eternally, all those things. But sometimes you need the Lord to say to you, hey, I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. Or you need sometimes the Lord to say to you, hey, I'm about to fight for you. You need the Lord sometimes to say to you, hey, I'm going to remove that mountain. Or I'm going to walk through this valley with you. That God's word gives us hope. So I I hope today that you'll see here's some ingredients to a powerful prayer life. You know when you're going to pray. You know, this cry, this guttural for help, and that you have real hope in his word. And I know you've learned to live this. But. You know, uh, Kyle, I'm just sitting here listening to this. And I thought, if, if, if our listeners today never heard another thing about prayer, this would be enough. It, it would just be enough. Because, uh, and, and particularly that issue about rising before dawn and you know, it's not just the hour, although I think there's something <laughs> about that. There's something about because you're undistracted. Yeah. It's the intentionality of it. So when I was in college, uh, I memorized this little verse, a little slumber, a little, little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands dress, and your uh, poverty will come in like a va- vagabond and your need like an armed man. In other words, if you don't get up and go to work, you know, well— I cannot tell you how many hundreds of times I've awakened in the middle of the night and that verse comes to my mind and the Lord is prompting me to get up. And I know this sounds really subjective, but I ask the Lord because I love sleep like the rest of us. But I just ask the Lord, Lord, you want me to get up? And if I sense him saying yes, I've had times where he said, just rest, son, you know. 
But if I sense him saying, yes, those times, and the majority of the time the answer is yes, those times are, there's always something on the table. Just waiting for me, you know, and I, you know, one time my wife and I were talking about that because she goes to bed about the time I'm getting up, you know, a lot of times and we'll cross and she said, why are you getting up so early? I said, honey, this is, I, I got nothing without this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is everything in my life, my walk with Christ, my, um, my preaching, you know, just everything flows out of meeting with the Lord in the mornings. And so uh, I just, I don't want to sound, you know, pious and pharisaical about it, but I'm, I'm just telling you, I know lots of pastors who are not spending any time. A study was made years ago and discovered that the average time that pastors spend in the Word and prayer on a daily basis was seven minutes a day. And we wonder why. We've all lived there. You know, I was, right. I was talking to someone yesterday. I had the best morning with God mm. yesterday. Mm. You know, and I feel like you, you've had these seasons. If you've walked with God for any stretch of time, you have or you will have. Mm -hmm. Where uh, it's not like every time you show up, it's just neon right. lights. Right. You know, things. And I feel like I've been in this season where the Lord was silent. Mm -hmm. You know, you've been there. Like, oh, it, absolutely. I'm praying. I'm in the Word. Yeah. I'm meeting. What? And it's not like I, I'm not, there's not something off that the Lord's trying to show me or I'm rebelling against per se and obviously can do that. But He's being intentionally quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I got up yesterday morning and from the moment my eyes opened, I knew that the Lord was near. Wow. And every passage was a specific thing that got I me. Mean, we were just having this conversation. Yeah. You know, back and forth. And I thought, well, that don't, that now, well, if you don't have that pattern. Right. You never have those moments. You don't have those moments. You know, you just think about a husband and wife right. uh, and their love relationship with each other. Well, most days are blocking and tackling. It's <laughs> who's, who's putting the kids to bed, you right. know? And, and then there are moments of just intense yeah. love and, and just the joy of, of uh, man, I love you, you love me, right. and, and all that. Uh, but it's the regular, you know, how does your wife know that you love her? Well, that you love her because you love her every day. That's how she knows that. You love her when you're happy. You love her when you're sad. You love her when things are going great. And you love her when they're not. So I just think there's that commitment to, as uh, I think it was Peterson that wrote that book, uh, A Long Obedience in the Right Direction. And, uh, and, and so we want to pray for that yeah, and we yeah. want to pray for that for you. And let's join together that these ingredients would become our ingredients in a healthy prayer life. Uh, Kyle, why don't you begin? So Lord, personally, and for every person listening and for your God, I'd ask for your people all over the world, Lord, would you help us to rise before dawn? Mm -hmm. God, I, I pray for, for special, uh, sacred times that your sons and daughters have with you that that they would never even imagine, we would never even imagine to give that time away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that, that's God's time. Well, it's just me and, and him. Mm -hmm. So Lord, please set that pattern. And I, and I pray we would learn how to cry. Lord, that's help right. me learn how to ask you for help. 
God. And I, I pray that we would be so gladly dependent, mm-hmm. gladly dependent, that we would ask you about everything. We would invite you into anything, God. Mm-hmm. We would say, here it is, Lord, what are you doing? And God, I pray then we would land with so much hope in your word, mm-hmm. so much hope. When you speak to us, even in the midst of those times and those mm-hmm. early mornings, God, when you remind us mm-hmm. of things that you've already said, God, that you bring to mind things or when mm-hmm. you birth new promises. God, so I just, I thank you that you you talk and that your word still mm-hmm. speaks. That's right. So I, I pray that you would do that even today in the heart of somebody. Mm-hmm. Father, I, I, I just think of the psalm that says, as the eyes of the maid look to the hand of her mistress and as the eyes of the servant look to the hand of the master, so our eyes are towards thee. Until you be gracious to us, Lord. We don't have any place else to look that is going to give us what one long look at you provides. And you told us to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, and uh, who kept looking to you. Lord, and we, we think, Lord, if, you, if, you, if Christ in the flesh needed times with you and nights in prayer and he went out early before dawn to pray lord how much more do we need this so lord would you just build that into our lives i i pray father uh, for all of our listeners today uh, whether they're a brand new christian or they've been knowing you for 50 years if this practice of a determined cry uh an intentional time with you every day uh, has not yet been developed. I pray t- tomorrow morning would be the day, and it would begin. We're not going to do this perfectly, but we would just stay at it till it becomes the regular pattern of our lives to intentionally meet with the Lord and find you. So, Lord, do that uh, not just for our good, but you you deserve that. Lord, and we want you to be glorified through that. So we thank you for this teaching, and we pray it would bear fruit in our life. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, the next few weeks, we're kind of tracking down this theme, and uh, I hope you'll tune in every week. And it'd be awesome if you would tell people uh, about the OneCraft podcast. and. And also, you may not know that on the OneCry website, just OneCry.com, uh, there is a, a, a pathway for you to experience personal revival, corporate revival, community revival, and to pray for nationwide revival, and it will just walk you through that process. So uh, visit, check out the website, uh, OneCry.com, and uh, join us next week. 